1: day, and welcome to PR Insider with your host, Maureen Kettis. PR Insider is brought to you by www.us.cision.com, whose world-famous Bacon's Media Database is updated more than 10,000 times per day. Take your PR to the next level. Now, here's your host, Maureen Kettis.
2: Welcome to PR Insider. I am your host, as the man said, Maureen Kettis, and we are on Voice America Radio Network's business channel, and we are sponsored by Cision, that was formerly Bacon's Media and you can visit them at us.cision, that's dot And we have a great show today. I'm really excited. I have two Michelles. One is a simple Michelle. She only has one L, she has a very simple name, Smith. And the other one, of course, has to give us problems. She has two L's, and she has a hyphen in her name. So it's Michelle Gamble Risley. Ladies, welcome to the show. good morning you. I'm going to just read a little bit of your bios um, Michelle Gamble-Risley and, and the other Michelle, Michelle Smith, are both principals at M Communications. It's, um, an, she's uh, Michelle Gamble-Risley is an award-winning author, speaker, marketing, and public relations expert with over 20 years of experience in communications. And Michelle Smith is also a principal at M Communications, and the website is mcommunicationsinc.com and she has over 10 years of experience in high-level marketing positions for Fortune 500 companies, and she specializes in project management and strategic marketing plans for small business. Welcome to the show, ladies. And you both wrote a book, which is um, sounds really funny. It's called Smash, A Smart Girl's Guide to Practical Marketing and Public Relations. So who wants to tell me about this book? I'll go ahead and go first. I've got the complicated name. With
3: it. <laughs> um, we spent the last year networking um, with a lot of women, and um, we met some terrific women, and a lot of them would come to us and say, we need help in marketing and PR. And um, as we went through this experience, we realized that, yeah, they needed a lot of help, But we didn't want to write another, you know, what we call snooze fest. We didn't want it to be a Harvard guide to marketing and PR for women who, A, don't have time to read something like that, and B, aren't really going to be interested in something at that level. So um, Michelle and I have fun in everything we do, so um, we started to do the book so that we could give people examples of really, really bad marketing (laughs) and
2: PR, um, and then... Show women how to do it right. Okay, well, I have probably every every publicist probably has their own list of you know bad PR. <laughs> uh, but tell me some tell me some stories. I mean, I want to I want
4: to I want to laugh this morning.
2: I, I, have I need time. a good
4: laugh. <laughs> uh, where Where do we get started? I know. Uh, have, <laughs> you know, we have the business owner that you know that's that's on a budget, but they're selling you know thousands of dollars worth of product yet they create their own website. They're not professional graphic designers. They use clip art. They have misspelled words. The websites scroll on and on and on and on, and <laughs> we, we see that a lot. We, we fix a lot of mistakes.
2: Uh-huh, and so people, people sort of thinking that um, their product or service is the center of the universe so well, I think that simplified can again
3: with people that come to us and um, they, <laughs> well, at least they're coming to us, I'll say that. <laughs>
2: um,
3: they come to us with their homemade websites, their homemade cards. We have a section of the book called If It's Alive, Kill It, where they show us <laughs> their really, really bad Avery business cards they made themselves. And I think homemade is really key here. When you are doing marketing and PR, don't make it yourself, please. It's not good. If you are not a writer, don't write. If you are not a graphic designer, don't be a designer. And Michelle and I really want to make it clear, um, we know what our strengths are, and we know what our weaknesses are, and we don't do our own graphics, and we hire people appropriately when we can't do it ourselves. So why aren't you, is our question.
2: <laughs> uh, and you know, I, your website, M Communications Inc., is really gorgeous. I mean, it's like, it's clear, it's crisp. We know what you do right away. Um, and so it's a good example. You're, you've got your own calling card for the message you try to give your clients. How did the two of you meet?
4: Oh, can I tell the story? It's funny. This is uh, Michelle Smith. Can yes, I guess tell you by your last name? <laughs> it's, it's actually, it's a very, it's, it's a random story, but it's really, really funny. Mm-hmm. Um, I was at a birthday party for a woman who's in my, in my mom's group. And she told me in the past, you meet Michelle, you see her two peas in a pod, et cetera, et cetera. And it just just never happened. And I was about to go on the Rachel Ray show last year, and I'm at this woman's birthday, her son's birthday party, rather. And I was kind of sending everybody an update of what real live TV is (laughs) like. And um, I just met Michelle, and she said, you know, I'm trying to get my client on Rachel Ray. And I said, well, I'm going to see the producer next week. Why don't you you know, give me your client's media kit and I'll just walk into her office. And that turned into coffee and a lunch later when Michelle basically asked me, you know, why 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 are you working for corporate? And you know, of course I said, the economy, um, you know, I kind of I've always been the stable one and I don't know, I read her book, Second Bloom, and um then I quit my job.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
4: Very brave. Oh, Very scary, like that but we, that we've story. partnered up on projects ever since, and uh, like Michelle said, you know, we, we have so much fun in everything we do, and our clients see that, and it, it's been great, and that's kind of how everything evolved to writing SMASH.
2: And um, what was the first client that you took on um, when you decided to work together? Do you remember? Well, she took me. <laughs>
4: well... <What? laughs> It was Lisa Lisa Burton, actually. We worked on um, I I hand we worked on um, Ribbon Chicks PR together.
2: And how did it go? Was it great to try to work together for the first time, or was it? Oh, Michelle and I have never had
3: ever. Have we ever had like a bad moment, really?
4: No. Well, well a happen hair today on problem. the show? Whenever <laughs> we go on a road trip together, we think of a new project. <laughs> Between San Jose and San Francisco, we thought of, hey, we should write a screenplay. <laughs> that's, our, that's our only business problem. <laughs> two, two PR chicks on the road. Oh, it's bad. It's really bad. People like to ride with us because they're just amazed. <laughs> so... Um, so let's talk a little bit of I want to talk
2: about the book, but I want to talk first about M communications and and the kinds of service you pr- provide. Um, when I saw your um, you know where you specialize, it's kind of a, a wide field. You've got architectural, you've got the green and sustainable design, which is tied into architecture, and the uh, residential land development. And but then you also do electronics, education, wine and food. So, so it's a broad, broad reach. So let's um, let's talk about some of some of uh, the areas that you are your favorites
3: and your most profitable. Well, I mean that actually is an example of Michelle and I both bringing very different backgrounds to our company.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: So um, you know I've been doing this for 20 years. I'm more the you know the engineering. I was a stringer for the Engineering News Record, which is a McGraw Hill publication, mm-hmm. for a couple of years. I worked on magazines, but I also have a degree in public relations, and I was working on a technology magazine, and then I was working for uh, two groups that specialized in government and education. Mm-hmm. Um, but now, with like the things like wine and food, I mean, I'm really focused on, and I and I know Michelle is too. I'm really focused on the things that I love, and I'm really super passionate about. And while I'm good at technology, and I'm good at the technical stuff, as and well, can drink or
2: eat it. <laughs>
3: um, yeah i, I want to have more fun. I don't want to be just you know telling people how you know home networking works, although you know no no offense to them. I love them too mm-hmm. but um you know we started really branching out. Michelle brings a different um background to the ball game and so we can offer those real standard capabilities to our clients but at the same time we have now and I have especially in the last three years because I've been on my own for uh since two thousand and six um I'm doing more of things that I just find personally interesting and relevant. And also, I care about my clients. I know Michelle cares, too. And we don't work with people we don't like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we
4: fire them. <laughs> I know. I know the feeling. <laughs> no, we also work with, I mean, our our clients are, they're all over the board. We have makeup artists. We have um, Oots out of Amsterdam. They have a sustainable coffee tracking system. So, and they're branching out in the United States market. We worked with them and Ikea on a very large project. So it it really varies between like the big guys and the small business owners. It's it's very, very um, wide array.
2: What do you think is easier to work with, the smaller clients or the bigger ones?
3: I can tell you what's hard to work with are the clients (laughs) that have gone and they feel ripped off by another marketing agency, and unfortunately, and I think terrible for our profession, but it happens, and they are just completely spent all their money, and they don't know what to do, and for one thing, I feel bad, but, you know, I'm in business, so I can't give it to them for free, mm-hmm. and so now they're on a restricted budget. That's a tough one, because yes. I really want to help them, but they don't have any money, and now they're showing up with us, and they're going to get way better than they got with, obviously, in the situation where it wasn't good, but you know we're on this very restricted budget that's harder than anything else is try, trying to help people that have a difficult right. situation I,
2: I find you know and i find that um when you have the big corporate clients there's it takes longer and there's more you know you have to get through all these approval processes and you don't have as much freedom that's
4: exactly, they are more yeah, appreciative they,
2: <laughs> they have more budget so that you know it's but that you know so that's the negative on that and then the smaller clients or you have more freedom and more creativity but they don't have as much money. <laughs> like a, yeah, you definitely have to
4: deal with the with the corporate ladder when you're dealing with um larger clients, but if they're fun to work with, it's worth it. If they're not fun to work with, we don't work with them.
2: So what are do you, can you think of any more um disasters? Like tell us one more disaster story before we go to break.
4: I uh, have a great one. Felt, okay. this business card disaster and <laughs> and I love this gentleman. He's a very prominent attorney in um, in our area. And uh, we were having coffee, and he took out his business card and said, oh, I, I changed my company name. And then he, he scribbled that out. And he said, oh, well, this isn't my website anymore. And he scribbled that out. And he <laughs> scribbled out his email address and his phone number. And then he looked at me and gave me his card and said, <laughs> I need marketing help. <laughs> I, I said, so Really? And we yeah. just started laughing.
2: <laughs> you just handed me a car with just like
3: scribble <laughs> all over it.
2: I think maybe you do need some marketing help. Or when they come up with a name that's just horrible. <laughs> they come up with a business name that's just gonna put them in the uh in the in yeah. the dumps. but. Anyway, well we have to take a short break and when we come back I want to talk more about Smash, the book, and go through some of the chapters and, um, you know, how you came to write it. And this is your host, Maureen Kettis. We will be back with Michelle 1 and Michelle 2 uh, after a word from our sponsor.
1: Vertex Communications, a public relations firm, is here to turn the tide on public opinion for you and your product. Vertex Communications, helping you communicate to the Vertex. Contact Vertex Communications at VertexPR.com to get an honest, straightforward assessment of your PR profile and a plan that will work for you, not against you. That's vertexp com.
5: Communicate to the Vertex. Stay at 8 a.m. Pacific for the Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basili, radio to thrive by communication intelligence allows organizations to tell their story effectively. Whether they're speaking to TV networks or social networks, the company's Point web platform integrates the world-class Bacon's media database with global media monitoring and analysis services. It gives communications professionals the tools they need to optimize their performance and build corporate and brand reputation. Find us on the web at www.us.cision.com. That's us.scission.com.
1: Show.
0: Welcome back to PR Insider. We are sponsored by
2: Cision. Visit them at their website, us.cision.com. And thanks for tuning in to my... If your name doesn't start with M, you can't be on the show today. Or, <laughs> We've got Michelle, and Michelle. Elle, have Michelle Gamble-Risley and Michelle Smith from M Communications, Inc. And they also wrote a book that just came out called uh, Smash, A Smart Girl's Guide to Practical Marketing and Public Relations. So let's talk more about your book, because you have the big launch party on Sunday. We do, we're excited. And um, you got free clothing from, say the name of the line?
4: White House Black Market.
2: Very nice. And okay, so so what what are your readers you know give me give me the takeaway from your book? What are your readers going to get from Smash?
4: They're going to learn practical takeaways in a very funny way. Um, when I was at corporate, all the marketing books I was ever given to read were very dry, very boring. 365 ways to reinvent what you're already doing, blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. And basically, this book is geared towards your marketing professional seasoned or not seasoned, uh, your small business owner, your large business owner, and basically what it does, because Michelle and I have seen common mistakes over and over and over again, it defines different marketing media like, you know, what is a website or what is PR and here's what works, what doesn't work, and here's some really bad disasters and please do not do them. So it's it's a very funny marketing book.
2: Okay, and what are, you know, some more common things that you see all the time, some mistakes that you see all the time? Well,
3: I wanted to, to uh, share a funny story about logos. Logos, <laughs> there's common problems with logos, but we'll share the funny, and then we we'll, we can talk about how to do your logo right. When you're doing your branding campaign, um, a lot of people, you know, will put together these really, really awful business cards. Um, they'll make them homemade, smash the graphics together, You know, and they'll present it, like Michelle said in the last segment, um, you know, crossing stuff out, whiting it out. I I mean, it's pretty funny what people do with their business cards. Well, you know, first of all, your business card is probably the most important thing you have in your basic collateral arsenal. I mean, because what do we do when we network? We pass out our business cards. Mm -hmm. What are you doing when you pass out a really ugly business card that you've scratched out, whited out, or taped out, which I've seen all three? Um, you're, You're putting your best foot forward, or are you putting your most embarrassing foot forward? And logos, you know, people often think that, you know, their business card is an opportunity to be super, super artistic and maybe finger paint and switch it all together, and, oh, my gosh, what is that? And if someone says, what is that to you, you're in deep trouble. So... Um, I had worked with this one gal who actually had this little cartoon character for a logo. She had put it on her website herself, and it was this little gal called Hetty. And she decapitated Hetty, and then she said, uh, "Well, I said, how? How did? What is that? Well, that's a that's a, a lady. It's a cartoon lady. Where's the head? <laughs> Don't decapitate your logo." <laughs>
2: Chapter one, do not decapitate your logo. So are you guys professional comedians, or where do you get this uh, sense of humor from? Uh, well, it's just us. we <laughs> off each other. And <laughs> um, let's plug the website so people know where to get your book. Um, it's smartgirlsguideonline.com, right? Is that correct?
4: Yes, and you can actually also uh, purchase the book at 3lpublishing.com. We also own a publishing company. Oh, let's talk about that. So tell me about the publishing company.
3: Oh, that is our baby. It is taking off. Um, You know, well, okay, so if you back up, you know, I published Second Bloom uh, in January, actually, came out. It's won three awards. Very proud of that. Uh, Oprah called on that book, which is also not only a testament to the book, but this is a great story because we put together the media kit And I wrote Oprah a real personal letter. Michelle was pitching it. And, Michelle, why don't you take up the rest of the story about the day she called?
4: Oh, this is really exciting because we we hammered the Harpo crew. I'm talking you know, press releases, media kits, you know, the beautiful media kit with the book. We, at one point, um, one of uh, Michelle's chapters is about mashed potatoes, mm-hmm. or mashed potato manipulation. We actually went to the dollar store and got this really ugly bowl and a potato and a whisk and we tied the press, rolled up the press release and tied it to the whisk and sent oh, that off and it was absolutely hideous. And that was about the point when, um, I was actually on the phone with Michelle and, you know, we've pitched Harpo so much. I mean, I have right. the number memorized. <laughs> they don't answer their phones, by the way. So they're, they're calling. I'm on the phone with Michelle. They're calling on the other line, and so I pretty much hung up on Michelle. I said, I, I need to go. I'll call you right back. Click. Uh, clicked over. The book producer called and said, we love your media kit. We love the book. Uh, sit tight. We'll be in touch. So mm. we are, I mean, just to get a call was was awesome. So we're really hoping Second Bloom is slated for fall. Oh,
2: wouldn't that be great? Yes. Oh, so so that segues to the
3: publishing company. I have been in the publishing business for 20 years. Um, Second Bloom was published under a company called Cobra and um, I really wanted to go in this direction with Michelle um, because we had authors that started showing up all over the place to promote their books because mm-hmm. obviously we know how to promote books. And by the way, Michelle, the chip client, has a book as well called Around My Mother's Table, the Breast Cancer Awareness Book. And so I had already been kind of dabbling with that in the first place. Mm-hmm. Um, so after the success of my book, uh, we've, we've had just so many authors saying, hey, not only do we want you to publish our book, but we want you to promote it. So it's a really fantastic business model because not only do we do the books, which for me personally is my, is my passion and my love, but then when the books are done and all of our, our products are, are beautiful, uh, we have the, the best graphic artist in the world, Erin Pace. I really want to, like, mm-hmm. give a call out to her. She's been fantastic. And um, so we do the whole book, and when it comes out, we promote it. And we have three new books that are supposed to go on press by September. Wow. And then, of course, Michelle and I are doing the screenplay, and then we're, we're going to turn Smart Girls Guide into a whole franchise, a whole series of, like, dummies guides.
2: Oh, I love it! Wow. So, what will what will the second installment have? I mean, the, the it's going to be focused on social media because good. that is really hot right
3: now, and um, a lot of people that are I, I would say in you know more of the Gen X to baby boomer generation um, are are sort of acquainted with um, things like Facebook and Twitter, but they don't quite know how to take it to the next level. And so we want to really show them how to take this new media and really do something with it from a marketing and PR perspective.
2: Do you see your um, potential readers as uh, as lay people, or, or is it more geared towards professional PR people? I
3: think
4: it's both. Yeah, it's both. It, it's both. I mean, it's it's going to give the the marketing and PR people a really good laugh and some takeaways. Uh huh. And you know, the the small to large corporations, it's going to be be a learning tool.
2: Wow. Wow.
3: A funny
4: learning tool. <laughs>
3: <laughs> they won't be falling asleep when they read it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to read it. I hope you guys send me a signed copy. Oh, we will. Oh, uh, good. Um, so, so um, what are some of the um, clients that you're working with now at M Communications? Can you talk about any of your clients? Um,
3: yeah, absolutely, Michelle. Why don't you go ahead?
4: Okay. Well, we're um, we're working working with Oats out of out of Amsterdam right now. I have a, a then there's a green sustainability system, and we have a makeup artist, um, Paige Debute. We also have a Client Retention Incorporated. They have a customer service card program and a bunch of different customer service programs that they do. Uh, I'm also working with Miss Corporate America out of Culver City. She has a 2009 title, so we're doing, um, we're doing her PR campaign. We're also working with, um, Monique. She wrote a book called Belly Fit Basics. Mm. And this woman's incredible. She wrote a book. Um, she's a, she's a professional athlete and a certified trainer. And she wrote a book about how to get your, your body back into shape after pregnancy. But you start while you're still pregnant, like doing sit ups while you're pregnant. And it's, it's absolutely amazing. She has wow. a huge spot on, on TV in Northern California coming up. Um, Next week, so our clients are really really diverse.
2: Oh, yeah. I mean, so it's never a dull day in the office No, it's
4: fun. it's fun, too.
2: What about? um, The contacts that you have the media contacts, so is it is it schizophrenic going from topic to topic or is it? Challenging or how do you view that
4: well? I think what Michelle and I are what we're really really good and cognizant at with PR is that we know who produces what segment Mm-hmm. So if, you know, for Monique, you know, we'll pitch, you know, the the book producers at Oprah and the Today Show. But mm-hmm. with, you know, different clients, you know, we evaluate each PR campaign mm-hmm. and, you know, you're just you're contacting the right person all the time. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's smart PR.
2: I was at so that- a dinner last night and this guy says to me, he's in the art world, he goes, oh, PR is a, a waste of money. What do you want to oh, say no. to someone like that? He Disagree he completely. He know if it's it's, it's PR much more. Or he's had a, had a bad publicist
3: to be saying that. PR is way better than advertising, in my opinion, because it gives you a lot of credibility. Mm-hmm. What I bring to the program that's kind of unique is that I ran a magazine for seven years, mm-hmm. and I was uh, the editor receiving all the press releases, mm-hmm. and I have a degree in public relations. So after seven years of being on a magazine and seeing everything that's submitted, um, you know, I learned a lot. I learned about what not to do, mm-hmm. and um, we can talk about that, too, about, like, what not to do in terms of creating a newsworthy press release that the editor is going to care about. Um, we mm-hmm. talk about that in Smash as well and pretty much provide a list of, like, this is newsworthy, this is not. I can tell you the number one thing that will put everybody to sleep is, you know, announcing a new
2: hire Yeah, something <laughs> low down in corporation. That's not news. No.
3: <laughs> we just, just an an administrative assistant.
4: Wow. Really? <laughs> or the economy is bad. Right.
3: <laughs> yeah, we know that. <laughs> All
4: right,
2: we're going to, you know, after the break, I want to really get into what not to do and what is newsworthy because I deal with this a lot with clients and, and because when I say that they think their item or product or service is at the center of the universe, they have to realize that it's we're in a media you know, media monstrosity now. There's, you know, people are inundated with news. So, newsworthy has to be really something substantial. So, uh, we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we will come back with Michelle and Michelle again, and we will talk about that. And this is your host, Maureen Kettish. You've been listening to PR Insider on Voice America. We'll be back after this word from our sponsor. <music>
5: Cision's communication intelligence allows organizations to tell their story effectively. Whether they're speaking to TV networks or social networks, the company's Scission Point web platform integrates the world-class Bacon's Media Database with global media monitoring and analysis services. It gives communications professionals the tools they need to optimize their performance and build corporate and brand reputation. Find us on the web at www.us.cision.com. I-S-I-O-N dot com.
2: Hey, welcome back again to PR Insider. We're going to talk about uh, juggling work and, and being mommies a little bit later because we were all just talking on the break about how tired we are from being up all night. <laughs> um, but before we get into that, I've been talking with Michelle and Michelle, Michelle Smith and Michelle Gamble-Risley, Risley, uh, but it's spelled R-I-S-L-E-Y. They're from M Communications Inc., in case you just turned, tuned in, and they've written this book, Smash, A Smart Girl's Guide to Practical Marketing and Public Relations, that just came out. So let's talk about clients and newsworthiness, because in today's world where everybody's just inundated with news, and um, especially producers and editors um, and segment producers are you know, constantly getting pitched you know, hot breaking news story. Well, a new <laughs> hire at a company, for example, is not a hot breaking news just off the press. No. It's sort of an FYI. <laughs> um, but what is newsworthy to you guys? How do you well, tell clients? Let's, yeah,
3: let's talk about the, the non-newsworthy stuff because I'd really like to dispel some of the the common beliefs of what people think is hot news.
2: Okay.
3: And. You know, clients marry their products and they're in love with it, and that's great, and they should be. But the thing I see that's most commonly blundered is new product launch. Do you know how many new product launches that? That's all it <laughs> I, We have a new product, this is what it does. You know what, that's not the story behind your product at all, and it's not very interesting, and I don't care if you have a new
4: widget. And I'm speaking from an editor's viewpoint. <laughs> I think you have to look at too from the other side if you're you know, if you're watching the news or reading a magazine is what 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 are you gonna find interesting? So you have to look at the human interest angle, one Mm -hmm. and then take the angle how's this gonna help this person? Why why would this person find this product interesting? It's more of like here's the bigger story and the product is kind of the underlying part. Mm -hmm.
3: Oh, it's very much so, and I think that's where a lot of our clients really don't understand that, and they'll just think, but I have this really great thing. And it's like, well, yeah, you do, but what's the edgy story behind it? Not just the story, because it could be a very straightforward story. I'll give you an example of my husband, because what he does for a living is oh, um, pretty common and not very exciting. He's an electrical contractor, Okay. and his PR campaign is based on a column that we do a newsletter for him called The Power Source. mm And um, he has this little column at the bottom called, What Were They Thinking? And it's this really funny thing where you show, like, melted electrical outlets, (laughs) uh, ceiling fans that have burned out, and basically things that put your business on fire. (laughs) (laughs) Or your life at risk. (laughs) Your life at risk, your facilities, you know, uh, melted, burned to the ground, charred. And it's funny, that people want to read it. Exactly. (laughs) so... We're going to do his campaign around making him the what-were-they-thinking were guy. Uh-huh. I love that. And, you know, but think about that, though. He's an electrical contractor. I mean, how are you going to take something as very unexciting as just, you know, wiring up buildings and turn it into something that people are not only going to be interested in but entertained by? And so that's how we look at individual campaigns. How can we take something that maybe is just a common, everyday thing, turn it on its ear, and make it exciting so that the editor, when they get it across their desk, and by the way, that mashed potato manipulation um, campaign that we did was literally based on guys who manipulate their wives into mashing their potatoes. And we put it into, we put this ugly bowl and we did the potato in the middle of it, not because, you know, it was pretty to look at, but because the editors would stop, scratch their head and go, what the heck is that? Right. And that's how to get the editor's attention. Don't right. be another drone in the crowd. Do something that's going to make them stop and wonder and think about it. And I had this campaign that this uh, PR person gave to me once. It was, here, uh, here have an ice cream social on me. And it was related to this software product that somehow or another tied back into old-fashioned ice cream socials. But it was so odd and so unique; it made me stop. I opened the package and went, "What the heck is that?" Right. And that's the kind of stuff that inspires
2: me when I think about how are we going to do campaigns for clients. Now, that's that works fine when you're sending a hard copy or something through the mail. And I think for people like Oprah who are inundated with emails, that's really a great way to go. But um what about when you're doing something sort of virally or you know through the email what are what are some of your no-nos or what are some of your tricks for getting noticed Well the
3: the tricks is making it benefits oriented what's in it for them So if you're doing like a viral email or an e-zine you want to make sure that the subject line on the email is compelling enough that they're going to open it right So I think,
4: usually, I, I think to add to that too what people lose sight of is that PR is about building personal relationships too So when you're emailing a certain producer, I mean, we get responses all the time, which is nice, like, you know what, pass or, oh, this is a go. But I I think people lose sight of the fact that, you know, they don't take the time to develop relationships, and and then they just, like, hammer producers to a point where they get annoyed and they won't even open your email no matter how interesting the subject line is. Right,
2: right. And a pass is a pass. You know, when someone has the courtesy to tell you it's a pass. It's a no. Done. done. Yeah. (laughs) Not and what about off. this? Well, what about that? Well, no, I said no, and then, but it was appreciated no because then you then you cross them off your list and you exactly. start something else. So well, a
3: lot of that has to do with our relationships though with the producers too and how they feel about us. And I mean that old thing of you know the the push pull and between the editors and the producers and and the PR person and them not liking us and us not liking them. That's absolutely not true and. What we try to do is really, like, build those true relationships. So they'll tell us it's a path Mm -hmm. because they like us, you know, and they're trying to help us. I just had the business journal call me last night and say, hey, by the way, I I need to do this story. Um, Tell me some of your clients that fit this particular theme. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I gave her some names and some phone numbers of my clients, and now she's going to interview them. But it's just because she knew to call me because I've been helping her. So there's more of, like, a symbiotic
2: relationship of how can I help you and how can you help me. Right. You have to remember what the other person is feeling and thinking. Exactly. So, um, what you know, I was thinking about your client who does this pregnancy sit-ups thing. Mm-hmm. Now, that's interesting because it's like there's a million people that have fitness programs and there's a million people that have post-pregnancy you know, fitness program. So when you take someone like her, what did you do different when she came to you? To well, what we talked that?
4: about was that that what, that was a difference. Like she developed, you know, a, a prenatal routine and a nutrition guide. And the pitch, the producers was, you know, a new exercise regime
2: mm-hmm.
4: and related to while you're pregnant, and she's actually going to go on TV with pregnant women and the producer. They're all going to do exercises together on television.
2: Right. Wow. So that was just, you know, spinning something on its side. Mm-hmm. So, so speaking of pregnancy, we were talking um, during the break about um, juggling, because, you know, I often have guests on my show. They're all, most of my guests are quite successful in their fields, and a lot, a lot of them don't have children it's um it's hard to relate to sometimes because I do um, how are you managing to be so successful write books, be entrepreneurial and have children? Oh we don't sleep <laughs> <laughs> sleeping is overrated. <laughs>
3: You know what? It's not, it's about having the right resources and having your schedule and your life set up in a way that's conducive to your family. Mm-hmm. I mean, Michelle and I both part of our rationale for being entrepreneurs was to get out of a structured corporate environment mm-hmm. and live our lives our way and live a quality of life. And I mean, we'll never have a brick and mortar building. We've, we have a pact on that. If you want to come work for us and be in a building too bad, you're going to have to stay home.
2: <laughs> so your whole business model is virtual? Yes. Oh, so tell us about that.
3: Um, well, we both work from home full-time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the Internet and the phone work just great. And <laughs> people can find us. We have our Crackberries, and we call them. You know, Michelle was in the back seat as I was driving. I hear this click, 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 click. I'm, oh, yeah, Michelle's working. Um, you know, we know to be quiet in the car when the producers call. Michelle, quiet,
2: quiet. I'm on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> How about your children? Are they trained?
3: Yes, mine are. <laughs>
2: <laughs> mine, mine are trained, too, when Mommy has the finger over her mouth. Shh. You know, <laughs>
3: Oh, no, what I'm like, I do interviews all the time, too, because I, I've obviously I've got these books that I'm promoting and whatnot. And, and I mean, I give
2: them the look of death, and they run. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, they need to know that mommy's working. They can respect that, especially when, as they get older. They'll be, you know, really, really happy. I remember I took, a, I took a few months off from work because I was feeling guilty, feeling pulled. And my son finally, he was about six, he goes, Mom, what do you do? Okay, so what, do, oh, my, do, what kids, do I do what do you do with your life I said oh you know I, I went to the grocery store I made dinner this was during my break he's like mom what's your job you not just go to the grocery store I was like you know what I better go back to work my son isn't respecting me
3: well, I handed my son one of my books once and he's like,
2: Really? And then he looks at it and he goes, Oh and he hands it back. He's so not interested. <laughs> well, I think he would be abnormal if he wanted to read a marketing book at, you know, whatever. Well, this was
3: this the women's book second bloom. It was oh. especially boring for an eleven year old. Yeah. I think
2: so. <laughs> so I don't um, think he's even bloomed yet. <laughs> Doesn't have his first bloom? How can he have his second bloom? exactly no
3: blooming retaining. <laughs> uh, <laughs>
2: what do you do when you have a client okay you're meeting a potential client right, and they're just doing everything wrong, and their previous p r campaigns were disasters, and the marketing strategy is just wrong and how do you how do you I'm not I'd
4: like, like to quote Michelle on this one she has she has the best line. her line is you know this could be better, right. <laughs> <laughs> So they have to say yes, because they can't say no. They say yes, and then, Hmm. especially when they designed it themselves, right? and there's a vested interest on their part, because they are the graphic designer, webmaster, publicist, you name it, and you just sit down and say, you know, here's, you you point out, if you did this, this would be the benefit. You know, if you had a professional site, you know, XYZ corporate will come visit and want to purchase your $1,000 product versus, you know, having a template looking less professional. We try to show the benefit from a monetary perspective.
2: hmm
4: You know, I mean who doesn't want more clients and more money?
3: <laughs> yeah,
4: no, that's kind of a no brainer. The
3: other it's really it is hard though because they are so
2: proud of these things and
3: we're <laughs> weird. weird
2: yeah. It's like, oh our new one is wow, that's so creative. Right, right. And I think they see it, you know, um I, I think you have to give clients a, a, a perspective sometimes of you're not the only one doing this, and you're, and there's a world out there. Of, <clears throat> yeah, everybody wants to be on Oprah, you know. So it's not always not always so easy. All right, well we're going to have to take another break. I'm getting the music. We'll be back with Michelle and Michelle, the authors of Smash: A Smart Girl's Guide to Practical Marketing and Public Relations. After a word from our sponsor.
1: and listen to CIO Talk Radio with Sanjo Gall. Listen in every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Central, 7 a.m. Pacific, right here on Voice America Business.
5: Cision's communication intelligence allows organizations to tell their story effectively. Whether they're speaking to TV networks or social networks, the company's CisionPoint web platform integrates the world-class Bacon's Media Database with global media monitoring and analysis services. It gives communications professionals the tools they need to optimize their performance and build corporate and brand reputation. Find us on the web at www.us.cision.com. That's us.cision.com. C-I-S-I-O-N The
1: business community's first choice in Internet talk radio. Voice America Business Network.
2: Welcome back again. This is your host Maureen Kettis, and I've been speaking with Michelle Gamble risley excuse me, and Michelle Smith, authors of Smart Girls, uh, sorry, Smash: A Smart Girls Guide to Practical Marketing and Public Relations. Welcome back. Thank you. So, we want to talk about um, some of these hilarious chapters in your book, and um, also social media and how that ties in. So, what's one of your social media titles in the book? Well, the social
4: media title is Social Media, Not the Next Frontier for Teen Sex. (laughs) Whoa! (laughs) What does that mean? Michelle? Uh,
3: Well, you know, you've been seeing the news headlines about MySpace, and the joke in the book is that uh, these teen girls have stopped uh, crashing their cars, and now they're crashing their image on MySpace. (laughs) (laughs) What we're just trying to say is don't abuse your social media if you're using it for business especially. Um, don't put your table dancing shots on there. Uh, your boss will see it. That's not
2: good. And <laughs> Why a lot not? Of do it, shockingly <laughs> so. Oh my gosh. So how do people separate their personal uh, life or personal image on these social media areas and then
4: their business image? And, and can they have both or no?
2: I I actually have have both, both.
4: and I mean you can separate it if you do want to post your Vegas table dancing pictures. I suggest you do personal contacts only, Um, Mine's personal and business. And what we do is keep the posts very you know business related. Mm -hmm. You know we our status changes are relative to you know whether we're promoting a client's product or you know I typically what I do is I'll post. You know, I'm working on a PR campaign for so and so. Or more interestingly, Oprah just called about Second Bloom. You know, and that, you know, that anything that's interesting that will initiate a bunch of responses is good. But you just have to keep your posts and anything you upload to Facebook, you know, professional. So friends and family find it interesting, and then anyone that you're networking with um, that ends up turning into potential business for mm-hmm. you.
3: Yeah, it's about credibility, right? So whatever you're putting up there, if you're really wanting to attract business from a marketing and PR standpoint, mm-hmm. um, you know, you should be posting like your things that you've just accomplished, clients you just won, right? Um, major things that are happening. Like for example, if we're going to be on a radio show, you should be posting, "Hey, I'm going to be on this radio show. Here's listen, the date." Right. Time. It's very viral and you should take advantage of that. Um, But, you know, if you want personal and professional, yeah. I mean, maybe pick another one for your personal. Maybe MySpace if you want it just to be personal because Facebook is better for the professional. What we do is we say about looking at your social media from a pure marketing standpoint. What is it? It's just like anything else. What's the demographic? Mm -hmm. If you're a business owner and you're trying to sell to, uh, you know, business to business, MySpace is populated by Gen Y, and most Gen Y's don't yet own businesses, so that's not
2: really the place for you. Right, and LinkedIn too is turning into really something good, you know? I I get a lot of contacts from LinkedIn.
4: LinkedIn is, is, is a great business forum. I mean, they do have the status update section, but what we found very useful is to participate join relative groups that uh-huh. you want to network with right. and then post articles or participate in discussions and that 's just a, that's a wonderful way to promote yourself and you know you meet a lot of contacts that way as well
2: now since social media is sort of you know relatively new to our field i I know how I advise clients um, how do you do the social media for your clients or do you have them do it? on what they need. If they, if they don't understand
3: it and need help with it, then we'll set it up for them. Um, if they want us to be their Facebook representation, we will do that for them and actually write their posts. It's just, you know, or they want to do it themselves or they just want you to set it up and then they want to just maintain it right.
2: themselves. It's whatever they, they want to do with it. That's really smart. I, I've been advising people to do that, that element on their own and just run things by me as a mm-hmm. As a consultant, but I think it's actually interesting to offer that as a service um because I think a lot of people are overwhelmed about just keeping up with it it's exactly That's why we started
4: doing you know classes mm-hmm. or doing one on one consulting or you know it's it's really it's like we were talking earlier on the break. you could spend all day on oh you know yeah. Facebook and LinkedIn, but some people just really don't you know, they don't understand and you just have to walk them through the process or just get their, their business page set up, get their personal page set up and, you know, do a one-on-one and show them how to add people and how and how it can actually benefit their business.
2: Right, right. And then, But offering it as a whole service that you do for people I think is a really, really smart thing. It's making me think rethink things. So we only have like about three minutes until the end of the show, but I want to get some more of these chapter titles because they're so funny. So give me a couple
4: more. Well, <laughs> the intro <laughs> what? is really funny with the good, the bad, and brutally ugly. <laughs> What's brutally ugly? <laughs> the brutally ugly is the people that think they're web, web designers, graphic designers, oh, right, yeah, right, Right, what what we talked about and earlier. they implement it. Or <laughs> <laughs> right, give me another one. Okay,
2: let's see. Another one. Uh, <laughs>
4: You guys packing
2: up writing this.
4: You do care what people think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't care what people think. <laughs> we have uh, another one. A yes, bit, you is, do. Uh, it's duh. Everybody needs a website. We've had some clients that insist their landing page is good enough.
2: You
3: care. Or they well,
4: don't
3: need one. <laughs> we
2: don't, I don't need a website. Oh, ye old yellow pages, too. <laughs> what? <laughs> I think everybody now knows they need a website. Really, you're getting clients to still say that? Oh
4: no, wow. I have a client, and I, I love him to death, and he he has he still has a landing page.
3: Oh no, we we say in the book that it, they say, uh, "Do you have a URL?" No, what's a URL? <laughs> oh my, we're in trouble. Uh, our chapter six is on collateral. We'll call that collateral damage. Okay. Um, <laughs> And then, um, you know, we have everybody, but we have a lot of, like, subheads that are funny. So if you can say it's alive, kill it. That's about your business line, uh, <laughs> card. Color me mine only applies to bad pottery. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, the, the just little simple things, no word roadkill, please. That's about people who can't spell and then put it in their press releases. And my joke is, oh, my gosh, you remember that editors probably have a little inconsequential degree in ooh, journalism or English, what do you think they teach in
2: those classes? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Are the ones that just run on and they write these long, 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 long things. It's like, you know, the first three paragraphs better say what you got. <laughs> yeah, no. So funny. No. So what do you guys have planned before we leave uh, work? For let's just why don't you plug where um, our listeners can buy your book? Well, they can purchase our book at 3lpublishing.com. 3lpublishing.com.
4: Uh-huh. And smartgirlsguideonline.com. Great. And you have, um, well, you're going to have this big party on Sunday. Big party. White House Black Market is throwing us a huge launch party at the Roseville store in California. Uh, we're, we're very excited. You know, we love their clothes. We wore them on the cover. They caught wind of it, so oh, we're thrilled. We also have a launch party um, at the Parlera Euro Lounge on July 28th in downtown Sacramento. Oh, wonderful! And well,
2: best of luck to both of you. Thank you so much for being on the show. I can't wait to to get my signed copy of the um, book. And um, you know, one, wonderful kudos to both of you. Thanks for joining us. I'm your host, Maureen Kettis. And you've been listening to PR Insider. Be sure to to listen in next week. And we are on Voice America's Business Network channel. I want to thank my producer, John Missel. And don't forget to go to PRinsider.biz to sign up for our weekly reminders. I will see you next week. Don't forget to relate to your public, whoever they may be.
1: Thanks again for listening to PR Insider with your host, Maureen Kettis. PR Insider is brought to you by Cision, helping communications experts navigate the sea of social media. Visit them on the web at us.cision.com. And make sure you join us again next Friday at noon Eastern time, 9 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Network. Have a great week.